0: Love Talk Radio Well praise the Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it I was glad to when they said to me, let's be the church And I'm glad to be the church And tonight I have a lot to cover And I want to preface that, the following lessons for the next three um, programs are designed for individuals already acquainted with the Scriptures and for those who recognize their calling either in the church uh, or as leaders um, that are in current leadership positions in the church. So if you don't fit those modes of focus, don't be discouraged. Please take more detailed notes than usual because I'm going to be going quickly through a, a more scriptures and more context of the scriptures tonight than I normally do on regular programs and then after this we'll be in volume two and I'll slow it down a little bit so that way we can get the fundamentals affirmed in the faith but tonight is not that type of lesson it's for those that are already established in the faith so let's pray and get started right into the lesson we have a lot to cover Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. We are going to be discussing the reality of our new humanity. Let's look back at Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to look at it from a different vantage point. Revelations of the new creation. We're going to do a crash course tonight in Christian humanities through the lens of new creation, and that's the name of the subject, and we're going to be focusing on three different sections of this particular teaching. We're starting with the NIV translation of Ephesians chapter 2, where we got the uh, coined phrase of this content, of this, of this subject. For he himself is our peace, who was made, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, dividing the wall of his hostility by setting aside In in his flesh, the law with its commandments and its regulations. His purpose was to create himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Of course, he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, and in addition to that, I want to put a special plug in to make certain that you have listened to the first three lessons um the new nature um uh the um the divine nature series we are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we, we studied that for the last few weeks or a few weeks ago. So make sure that you have all three lessons of Volume 1, which is um, transforming our God complex, because I'm building from this, this advanced study from that. And we know that we've had access into the nature of God because Christ allotted us access. But here we want to look at another effect of his nature, and that's the effects of his nature on us, which is the reality of our new humanity, revelations of new creations. All right, now, taking another approach to how we view and appreciate the relevance of Scripture is vital to us encountering God in today's time. It should be more transformative, transfiguring, and tangible, his glory, the total growing process of spirituality. And perhaps we are over familiar with the text that we have mastered out bent on historical accounts of the ancient text that we'd rather hold to sacred uh what's sacred in the lens of historical appreciation versus real inspiration and, that drives us into depth in this newness of life concept. perhaps we are stale set in wonder versus manifestation, not really bringing uh spirit, not really being spiritually led or becoming fruitful in the last few years of my pressing on the Holy Spirit for real impact and relevance it became very clear that the cleverness of many scholars and secular societies put caps on our life in Christ neutralizing the impact of the collision of our life with his precious Holy Spirit naturalizing faith in time and even numbing convictions to live right through rewriting and revamping grace, making godly life theoretical as if we would never achieve it till we enter in the in the grave of some sort. Embedded in a new system of beliefs is a great reproduction process of faithlessness, being totally clueless of the extensive working which Christ achieved at Calvary. If I can change your reality, I can alter every attempt You have in believing you can achieve the best. Your values won't matter. If I keep you captive, every chance, idea, or thing set to transform, what would change the nature of things would be at a halt. Everything will remain just the way it is, something that we should never avoid but alter with our God-given ability. A captive mentality will keep merely fanatical because it may tear. Uh, appear temporarily illogical. If I have your mind, I don't have to worry about you making a difference. It's systemic warfare at its best. Imbruted humanity with conflicting ideas that keep them stuck in it is what it is will make the best of what we have. It's merely a dream never meant to be. Renewal never happened. Reformed theology went wrong. Calvinists are just as awful as Satanists. The Roman road went to the ruts with the Roman Empire. The word movement never really moved. We claimed we had faith and did not. The prosperity we fled more poverty than good. And please let us not chain this to just the Pentecostal movement. Every denomination in some sort have exploited and adapted to secular trends that should uh, should be. Um, excluded from the sacred community, looking raw at the timetables of church history. We can't coin this one sect of groups to sexual escapade sin and, and the loss of our sanity. It has happened to us all, and we can't pull people out of the pits if we ourselves as ministers are just pitiful in perspectives and persuasions. Time-warped worship is manifesting in the church at an all-time high. We are in the wonder years instead of worship years, and we are still at the brink of a glorious days ahead if we would dare humble ourselves, asking the Holy Spirit to give us this day our daily bread. This does not have to be our story. We can be the remnant that remained in a righteous resolve to tackle what appears to be complex and what we have through the Holy Spirit. Transforming our perspective, the trek of faith, and being transfigured to transform all play a part in existing in the confidence of our new nature in Christ. But if our perspective remains as what has been, it will always be what it was. Really unplugging the caps that we have on God and gathering a greater picture about the extent of his willingness to unfold everything to us points um, to his openness how he opens himself completely. And this is what I found out in prayer. A different vantage point on who he is gave me uh, a realization to the air that he gives us to collect those concepts and make something of what we have gathered from it. And throughout life, um, he has expressed to us us attaining his love. But I was reminded not to romanticize the texts about love. Into my own context, and some of those foundational truths that we have sanctioned in the love of God has been held in conflict with the accuracy of scriptures. But till we develop a continuous soul uh, 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 a contentious soul rather against the love of erroneous religious concepts and its rhetoric and trends of flaw and newness, we will continue to lack prevailing over. The the, the cares of life But God has enabled us To achieve Newness of life And so I want to talk about In the first part The newness niche The first section you can label as as The newness niche Uh, I want to take a deeper look at the scripture Not in light of God's nature But the effect of his nature On our nature Now for ministers Ministering on this type of topic where we overemphasize the exclusiveness of of following Christ, we got to change what we think Christ is and what he's not. So, so in, in, in a sub-point basically that I inserted in the lesson, I want you to understand that Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's not a last name for Jesus. It's not a leap of faith coined as a religious gesture. And it's not a, a a logical conflict to current times and or Old Testament times. Christ is indicative of the power the man Jesus possessed, and 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 and, and we got to get it out of the crux of Christian can, cur, um, can terminology, but but indicate that it's the power that transforms and gives us life and makes us a different species upon the revelation and the repentance of our hearts. Christianity is not inclusive. It's not an inclusive branch, but it is an exclusive branch for a group of of individuals who say, for God I live and for God I die. Now, we we need to also understand that Christ is the inspiring spirit that that filled us at the point of salvation. The man Jesus also used this uh used his nature which was Christ, which was spirit, to fulfill the will of God. And we know that this is the the uh, uh what the inspiration from um, behind the of in, in, uh, the redemptive work that that required integrity uh, to state God's heart and to convey God's love to humanity. So here we see that it's it's inspiring. It's it's the inspiration that thrust us into the integrity of God. So when we say Christ, we, Christ is the essence of God expressed to us through Spirit. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us now god has enabled us to experience this newness niche and and please as you as you begin to develop in the things of god don't get so comfortable with with just attaching new to everything if god emphasizes that we have a covenant established upon better promises and he coined it as the new covenant or the new testament, then that newness should produce produce a spark a revelation of something fresh in our life. Now so so we got to become aware of this niche called new. Because the New Testament is flooded with newness. Now, five scriptures that affirm um, this exclusive group to be new in Christ. Of course, uh, let's go to the Old Testament and start it in, in Psalms chapter 1. And we're going to read a couple of scriptures. I'll read this one in King James and a few in Amplified, so just flow with me. Um, amen. Psalms chapter 1. I'll give you all of them so you know. Psalms chapter 1 and um, verses 1 through 3 psalms one thirty nine verse fourteen first peter two nine psalms one hundred verses one through five and mark four eleven okay i'll give it to you one more time psalms chapter one verses one through three psalms one thirty nine verse fourteen first peter two nine psalms one hundred one through five and mark four eleven Of course, you know Psalms one says, "Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in uh, in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate on it day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water, which bring forth fruit in its season; his leaves also shall not wither, but whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which." The wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly shall but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So here we see that we are an all exclusive club of individuals that have made God um that have resolved for God I live and for God I die. Of course, Psalms 139 says in verse 14, and out of the Amplified, it says, I will confess and praise you, for you are fearfully and wonderfully and and for the awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. This is praise to God. So we understand we've been developed and been created in God uh, wonderfully and uh, and reverentially, we have been crafted to, to 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 work after God, of course, you know first uh, thessalonians five twenty six says "I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. so we know that our spirit, soul, and body must be kept blameless before the Lord. But here you can give scriptures to let people know why are we a new creation. One, because we don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't stand in the way of the sinner. We don't sit in the seat of the, the scornful. Our delight is in the law of the Lord. We meditate on it day and night. We're planted by the rivers of water. We bring forth fruit in our seed, season, whatever. We do prosper because we're not ungodly. All right? But I don't, not only that, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Second Peter 2.9 says, but ye are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that ye may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfection of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we need to understand we are a new creation. Also, uh, looking back in the Psalms, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know, perceive, recognize, and understand with approval that the Lord it is God. It is he that has made us, not we ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and and thank offering and, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say to him, bless and affectionately praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. So we are made by the Lord. What else are we, what are we doing to, to affirm the reality of our new nature in Christ? Mark four eleven says, and he said unto them, being Jesus, To you it has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God, that is, the secret counsels of which God has hidden from all the ungodly. But for those who are outside of our circle, everything becomes merely a parable, a story in quest, of a meaning is what Christ is saying. So what what we're saying is the the power of Christ makes us a different species upon the revelation of repentance of heart that we receive through Christianity. And Christianity is not all-inclusive, but it is exclusive, it's an exclusive branch of individuals. Now, now when, when we see something here, I want you to understand the new humanity which uh, the NIV uh, put in there was saying God gave us access to be different. And that's the part, now we talked about, how with him, him giving us access, we recognize that he's different from what we think. But in and also looking at that scripture, we are different, and because he gave us active, access, we should be different. And this has to be reality to us. And if we treat ourselves like any everybody else, then why would people say, "What must I do?" So. Three times we see God revamping humanity in the scripture. Number one is Noah's flood. You can look in Genesis and see the flood where he totally abolishes a whole generation. The second one is the regeneration of the Holy Ghost, which we see in Acts chapter 2. And then the third one that we, we see prophetically spoken is the new heavens and the earth and the people being able to worship God, whether they're um, are they, the dead in Christ rising and we that are alive and remain will be caught up. So, so we see all of these, these God revamping humanity. But we can experience that, that newness factor in the Holy Ghost in the spirit-led life. So I wanted I wanted to point those three things out to you uh and give you five scriptures supporting that this message although it's in ancient text is new. Now, let's look back at Ephesians chapter 2 tonight and we 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 we're trekking along but we got a lot more to cover. In in a nutshell, the book of Ephesians reveals five distinct realities. Number 1, the power of the gospel. It enlightens our minds. Number two, the person of the gospel, Christ through a manifested church. God is equipping people with the power so that they can engraft engraft in their hearts the mind of God, the mind of Christ, the love of God, which uh, is a passive knowledge and all understanding. Those things are grasped through the person of Christ. And as we reflect on the person of Christ and we find the purpose of, of the person of the gospel, he is the per- person of the gospel. But thirdly, we see the purpose of the gospel, repentance, <laughs> renewal, redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we, when we see those things taking place in our life, we then unfold the plan of the gospel, which is reconciliation among mankind and God. Reconciliation with God, when we're in right standing with God, we will have no problem being in right standing with one another. And then the promise of the gospel, faith through grace. For we are saved by faith through grace, it is a gift of God. Not that any man should boast. Now, the church of Ephesus is not only... Are the, threads of theolo- are the threads of theology revealed, which we found out that we reflect on the nature of God so that we can have confidence to approach God, um, but the unfolding of the divine agenda to unite the church beyond nationalities. Now hear me on this part. Redemption, awaken reconciliation, the merging of the fulfillment of the law and life in Christ to the merging of cultures through a uh, oneness that eradicated classism, sexism, and racism. The Bible tells us to know no man after the flesh. Glory to God, but after the spirit. This is the church uh this is one of the greatest church meetings we ever see in scripture in Ephesians chapter two. The revealing uh 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 the revealing of authentic reconciliation, the authentic reconciliation of Christ as a whole soul basis, and, um, and and no more a religious emphasis on our way, but a new emphasis solely on the identity of Christ, which is, which is meant for us to have a clear new way and a new message to alter everything that we knew prior to then. So Ephesians chapter 2 is very vital for us knowing as the church This is what causes the new creation The revelation of our new covenant with God Now, the New Testament is flooded with concepts of of new, new concepts And this as a church we must not be uh, negligent to overlook And or emphasize as common reality for the believer this is a great advantage that we're striving for to extract what the scripture states and emphasize as being made new in Christ and choose what God has ordained as his big ideas for us to pattern ourselves according to this set dialogue and training. So in this particular lesson and the lessons that will follow in this study, we will emphasize what should be apparent in our lives. And this concept is um, perfectly coined in the article of Hebrews chapter 10. Turn there right quick. Hebrews chapter 10, and you can mark down 14 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 14 through 25. And it reads like this, And therefore, having therefore brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness, the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated through us, the veil that is to say his flesh. And having the high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful their promise. And, and this is the key part that I want to emphasize in this letter. lesson. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Then I start off with that in Ephesians chapter 2? Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day of pro- uh, approaching. If our newness factor doesn't translate, to fellowship among the faith, a greater, uh, uh, and a great awakening to kingdom unity. Something is seriously hindering the reality of our new humanity, because we're supposed to reflect the same image. Glory to God! <laughs> so we got to take, for instance, the uh, um, the reflection uh, and the effects of the unity that was found in new humanity. In the acts of the Holy Spirit, it was an immediate ret- attraction to the new way. You remember Acts chapter two when they went the up a room on one accord, the Spirit came in and set on them as tongues of fire, and they began to speak in, in 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 unknown tongues, unknown to them. The Spirit as the Spirit, and they begin to preach the kingdom of God. So in in Acts chapter two, we see this pattern. The church was added daily as such should be saved acts two forty seven so when we look at look at at our newness factor, it should translate to fellowship, it should translate to fellowship, and there's a compelling force of attraction that provokes people to say, "What must we do? What must we do? What must we do?" And this thrusting comes through a transforming power of new creation reality. So ultimately, we're not just trying to be superhuman. We're trying to reach people to go from confessing Christ to converting into Christ. The identity clause in the New Testament believers is vital to existing in the reality uh, um, that God has crafted for our new humanity, so if we want to launch this understanding from the lens of affirming the life as a gift from God that grants us access to Him and His reality, we have to reflect on on a passage that I want y'all to keep in mind. I don't have time to to really express it like I want to, but I want you to take down John chapter three verses one through twenty. you remember uh uh the, the proper name for it is the visitor in the night um but we call it uh Nicodemus. You remember Jesus was a teacher, and you know Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Pharisee was somebody that was inquisitive, sophisticated in the law, uh, a set leader. And he's coming in an act of humility and night so that way he wouldn't be exposed, that, that his searching and his finding required him to get something deeper than what he had through his life of the Pharisees. See, the Pharisees were confident in their ability to attain and to exist uh, in keeping and preserving the law of God. But he knew inwardly that there was something greater and that the effects that the man Jesus had on people and the effects that Jesus had on those that served him and the effects of of encountering who Jesus was would get him to rethink what he really believed. And so Jesus said, look, the things in which this newness of life that you're inquiring, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Unless you be born of the spirit, you and the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, I got to get you uh, born again. I got to get you thinking about your creation from another vantage point. And and so the, the visit in the night is what God wants all of us to experience. and in, Now, ultimately, this is the interesting thing of the story. He could have went to Jesus during the day, but it would have exposed him to people. Jesus was also available in the private times of our lives, in the times where it's uncertain, where we don't know what uh, to do, how to articulate the sentiments and the feelings that are associated with the circumstances that we are in. Jesus is willing to meet us at those times in private and personally reveal aspects of the kingdom. Now, it will cause growth, and and it will require more seeking and more searching than to look at it from a natural, logical perspective, but you're still going to get answers if you just come. And you come, even if you're a visitor in the night, when it comes to the questions of your salvation, when it comes to the searching in your soul, even if you're a visitor in the night, God will will give you enough to let you know that you'll never be the same if you follow the one that carries his name. Glory to God. Now, i don't want to get stuck there, but I want you to understand that this is this is the provoking to to the newness. You need to make certain that in your experience of Christ, you are being provoked to the newness, and that's what we talked about transforming the God complex, taking the caps off of God. but here we also see that our theology must be redefined and in 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 our our second section of the night the the theology being redefined is coined under uh, uh, under creation new creation. Of course, you know our security is the, of new creation is Second Corinthians chapter 2, 7, um, um, two seventeen. If any man it be in Christ, he is a new crea- cre- creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. And then Christ is our source in, in Galatians chapter six verse fifteen. And then John, of course, I love John. Says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. Glory to God. Um, and we beheld his glory right but john goes on to say in this in in the passage of john it says look oh let me get it for you i'm just so excited it says look in him i like verse verse 3 all things well, verse 3 says all things were made by him and without him was not anything made but verse 4 is where i want to get in him was the life See, the newness that comes as a result of us being a new humanity is found in Christ. See, Christ was the word manifested on the earth, and, it, and in him was the potency or the potential to exist in the newness of life. While it was shut up in him, it was of no use to us. But when he died and raised from the dead, he released that life onto us. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended night. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came to bear witness of the light that through him um through him people might believe he was not that light but he was sent to bear witness of the light but the true light which lighteth every man came into the world he was up in the world and the world um was made by him and the world knew him not he came to his own and they received him not here's the here's the plug line but as many as received him then he has received him; to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So he not only is our security, he is not only our source, but he is also our surge. In First John five one through five it says, "Everyone who believes that he is to trust and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is born again, is a born again child of God, and everyone who loves the Father also." Loves the one who uh, the one born of him, his offspring. By this we we come to know, to recognize, and understand that we love the children of God. See, any time God works with us, we reflect that that same effect on other people. It's the reality of our new humanity. Keep reading. In when, when, the Amplified Version says, When we love God and obey his commands, his orders, his charges, when we keep his ordinances, are mindful of his precepts and teachings, for the true love of God is this that we do his commands and keep his ordinances that we are mindful of his precepts and teachers and these orders of of his are not irksome burdensome oppressive and grievous for whatsoever is born of god is victorious over the world and this is the victory that conquers the world even our faith who is victorious over the uh, over that and conquers that the world but the but the but he who believes that jesus <laughs> is the son of God is one who adheres, trusts in and relies on this fact. So 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 our faith is then brought to light why because the newness is divine theologically that anybody that connects the God is born of God and if and 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 then during that process the man Jesus releases Christ which is indicative of his power and it gives us security it gives us sources and it surges us into this new humanity so the new humanity is a revelation of our new creation this is another synonym of the kingdom of God, the greatest spiritual awakening, the children of God manifesting maturity in the things of God. And Romans chapter 8 affirms that as well. You can look on that on your own time. And these things are working together for them that love God and are called according to the purpose. Now I'm going to leave you with this, and we got to go, and I'll pick it up on the next lesson, and we'll amplify it the new creation the, the new creation awakens a new culture of faith in Christ and that faith in christ uh, uh allots three things it allots uh a new culture a new covenant and new characteristics a new culture a new covenant and new characteristics Now, in the new culture, we resolve to live by the renewed life achieved through the Lord Jesus Christ from resurrecting from the dead. We resolve a righteousness that is enabled by the Holy Spirit, and we resolve to exist in the ministry of reconciliation. And reconciliation reflects the revelation of living out the life and the love of God. When we talk about uh, being awakened in our new humanity, we're talking about being awakened to new covenant benefits. Right, and I would take you to Hebrews chapter 13 and Hebrews chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 8 and and, and just really just expound on it, but we don't have time to get into that. But I want you to understand when we talk about new covenant, we're talking about benefits awakened by faith. We're talking about benefits that that access us being the family of God. And we're talking about benefits that are awarded for faithfulness and being faithfully steadfast in the things of God. So so when I say being faithful, I'm talking about being steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. Those are the benefits. The Bible says, and forget not his benefits. The covenant of God, the covenant is cut to ensure that the benefits of our dedication will be rewarded and that produces confidence in God to stay trusted, to stay truthful, and to stay intact with the things that God has pressed us to. Now, and all of that awakens new characteristics. Why? Because in him was the life, and the life was the light of men. It awakened us to something that we can see clearer. And it's a unity in the spirit. It's not always about us. But it's about a new humanity that exists in unity that eradicates through its characteristics racism, sexism, classism, it's called spirit. Spirit of the living God fall fresh on us. Spirit of the living God, awaken us to what we really are in you. It's in you we live, move and have our being. We are bonded through love. We are bonded through life, and we're bonded for a better tomorrow. Let's pray. I'm out of time. Father, sparking us a flame that causes a focus that keeps us in faith and not by. Us. How wonderful is the working of your word tonight. How wonderful it is to know that we have a blessed assurance because we have been redeemed. By the Lord Jesus Christ That enables us through the Holy Spirit To live this life in confidence In clarity And closes all things that are contrary To those things that contrast From your character From the character of your heart From the conscience that pulses through us That that makes us living In new creatures Father for you write the laws on our hearts And in our minds So that we can be a people and you can be the God of those that are affirmed as those people that walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For you are the giver of our strength and our redeemer. These are the new revelations. These are the revelations of our new humanity. I thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. God bless you. And. Good night.